0: Hello friends and neighbors and uh, blankies and welcome to A Very Good Year, the podcast where we invite a guest of some note in the world of entertainment to pick their favorite year of movies and tell us all about that year. I'm your host Jason Bailey and across the mic and across the country from me is my co-host Michael Hull. Our guest today, you know, is just a real swell fella, a film critic for The Atlantic, Uh, truly one of the must read critics in the country, as far as I'm concerned, former television critic for the AV club, uh, proud to say a fellow member of the New York film critics circle and the co-host of the wildly successful podcast, blank check with Griffin and David. He's also just the nicest damn fellow you ever want to meet folks. Say hi to the dog, the kiss King, hip hop Sims, one of the two friends. (laughs) David Sims, everybody. Hi, David.
1: Hi, thank you for that introduction. Yeah, especially hip hop sims. That's a pretty new one. It is
0: a new one, and I'm 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 anxiously awaiting further details and exploitation oh, God. therein. Yes. Um But seriously, thank you. Thank you for doing this. One of the first people I reached out to mostly um, later in the show, we're going to set aside a little segment for um, uh, podcasting advice Um, because you've been doing this, this thing for, uh, for a few years now, and it's quite impressive. It's an impressive, there's, I don't know if you know, there's a whole online community out there, David Sims, when one goes to, to prepare a bio for a podcast of people who just, who listen to your show quite closely quite closely
1: i appreciate that of course and i um, love i love my blankies and yeah we've been doing it for eight years it's just funny i just we talk about this sometimes griffin and i my co-host uh like how when we started the show in 2014 is that when we started 2015 2015 uh we were like ugh, there's so many podcasts like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be like a drop in the ocean or whatever now there's like you know a hundred times as many podcasts, yes. as many podcasts but uh,
0: it's a delightful show and i can tell that it's fun to do because it's fun to listen to you guys do it um w- let's let's talk about the year that you've selected to talk about this evening david uh, and i'll ask you to hold for a moment because there will be an audio drop after you announce it what year did you select for your favorite year of movies
1: and this was it was tough and I you know I yeah. looked at the spreadsheet and I was sort of agonizing uh and obviously there's no there's no one favorite year forever and ever. Of course. But uh I selected the year 2000.
0: I hope everyone is as amused by that as we are cuz we're going to play that at least a dozen more times in the next hour. David first of all, where were you, um, in your journey as a, as a film goer, as a film lover and, you know, not incidentally as a man in the year 2000.
1: I miss that. I miss classic Conan. Yeah, Do you guys it good. Miss good I show. mean, obviously, good show. you know, it, it, all things must pass. It's yes. fine. You yes. know, like, you know, but yeah, those, that was just funny. Um, yep i was 14 years old in the year 2000 oh, okay All uh, right. i turned 14 then um i do think this was my first year you know really like going to see grown-up movies mm. of my own volition in mm. a very committed way like i know 1999 obviously that's everyone goes on about that year and i saw like But I I felt like I was still, like, sneaking into the Matrix or whatever. You know, like, I I, I feel like I was still, like, a kid. And 2000, I just associate so strongly with my, like, budding cinephilia. So that's probably partly why I picked it. But also, I was just sort of looking at my lists. I have lists for all the years. Of course. And I was just kind of, like, skimming over them. And I was like, what an interesting bunch of movies came this year. And I also was kind of – it's in between what I think are two – over-discussed years, and I don't mean mm. over-discussed in a bad way, but no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and 2001 are so uh, are 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 just so done to death in a way. Wouldn't yes. am I crazy for saying You're this? You're crazy, this and they have me?
0: they have both uh, previously been covered. So yes, sure, on, right, yes, on yes. this program, yes. So yeah, no, 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 definitely '99. Yes, like, and so there is a way to sort of you can write it off as being well, this was exhaustiums because you know. Uh, Kubrick made his movie in 99, and you know, Scorsese made his movie in 90, da, da, da. but no, you're right. And and there's and it's sort of a wilder, funkier kind of year, I think, which is yes. interesting. Um, where where was what, what did what did movie going look like for 14 year old David Sims in the year 2000?
1: Uh, well, uh, I lived in London, as as you ah, oh, sure oh, may oh, know. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, I was yes, I was a little Londoner. I've been living there for five years. Um, so you were going to the cinema, so Governor? I was going to the cinema, Governor. Yes, my local cinema was the Hollywood Odeon. At uh, the Hollywood Odeon, which is where I would see that was my multiplex. That's where I'd see my your your mainstream films. Holiday Odeon. Then that's that's a very British. Uh,
0: Name for a theater, the Holiday Odeon, eh? The the Holiday Odeon. My worst Odean. British.
1: My worst it's British. Terrible. Sorry, You're God. doing a, Sorry. no, no. It's very good. uh <laughs> you, you may or may not, you know, the Odeon. Odeon is like the, you know, that's a big one, yeah. Only chain, really. Yeah, they like right. they're they were so big, they were actually declared a monopoly by the government, and they had to right. give theaters away, which yes. is unheard of. um But uh so they, you know, that's where I would see. Obviously, you know, the Ohio Odeon, the canada Town Odeon. That's where I'm seeing, you know, my big movies, but. It's London. It's, it remains a lovely, the, you know, movie theater city. It really does have like lots and lots of, you know, great arty theaters. And that's where I probably, I was going more and more. I was probably doing more rep cinema then like for the first time I was going to the, the national film theater, which is now called the British film Institute, like, you know, and seeing old movies, you know, this is, it's a very romantic time for me. Yeah. I, like one of the movies on this list. I, I, the most sort of the biggest hit on my list. Mm-hmm. I remember dragging a friend to like kind of against his will and then him just being overjoyed afterwards. I mean, that was, yeah. we can talk about it. Um, but uh, you know, it's a good time. I It's funny. Cause like the next year, right. Uh, Memento comes out. That's a, that's mm-hmm. like a big teen movie for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And Mulholland mm-hmm. drive, like, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. That's really when I'm like, i'm I'm in charge of myself, right? Like right. You know, in two thousand is probably a little more on the cusp of things. Uh, but maybe that's part of why it speaks to me. I don't know. I don't know. it's hard to I, I am kind of obsessed with movie years. I mean, you've, yeah. you've picked a topic of interest to me at the very.
0: Least. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. No, I know what you mean, like like when you're sort of on the cusp of being an adult movie goer, yeah. then that last sort of gasp of R-rated movies can feel kind of dangerous in an interesting way,
1: Uh, yeah. And, yeah. What? What about and you I, guys? I, Wait. Yeah. I don't. Know. Are you guys gonna tell me where you were doing in two thousand?
0: Um. We were. We're. We're older fellows, and um. <sighs> we were. We were. I. Uh, not long out of college, and I just my my clearest movie memories of two thousand, which we'll get into later, were um, of opening night in the spring this was what blew my mind it all rushed back to me when i looked through the sort of list of everything that was out this year in prep for for the show uh all of my favorite movies that you're almost 201 came out in the spring which is rare Mm. but like Mm. us like us and our friend mac our best friend mac like the, the three of us in wichita kansas going to north rock cinemas to see uh high fidelity super clear memory uh wonder boys uh, Aaron Brockovich, like those three, like are really yeah. will always sort of be two thousand for me, um, I, and they were all yeah, in the spring. Movies, you know, yes, yeah, and yep. we were also yep. making. Didn't we make the putts? We were working on the putts that year. Yes, we were. We were making our our uh, wild attempts at um, at being independent filmmakers at the same time as well. So yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. It was very cinematically obsessed.
2: Yeah, right. It's not to suggest that people should. Like watch the movie. It's just to, mm-hmm. to, to point out that like it really was yep. sort of an all day activity, yeah. sort of yep. you know obsession between us, you know, making and watching and talking. And it was a good
0: year for movies. It was, but it was also a fascinating year in the world around the the multiplex, around the North Rock Six, around the what was that one again, David? The the Odeon. Uh, Holloway Odeon. All the way Holloway Odeon. Odeon. Oh, oh, oh right,
1: man. right. Also, come on, the, the I'll shout out some independent theater. You know, the Phoenix Cinema, which was sort of my local independent cinema, the nice. screen on the hill, uh, and the screen on the green, which are like twinned. Indie wow, scenes. that
0: is that's that's like that's a poetic name for a movie theater. you don't hear a lot of those (laughs) here in the the old here in the old usa we don't have royals but we also don't have fancy theater names so the
1: screen on the green in my memory at least was a fuck off huge theater like a massive old picture house that for some reason nice i hope it's still going
0: let's take a look at what was happening in uh in the world around the cinema and uh here's mike with some headlines
2: Ah, the year 2000 Nothing sums up the year 2000 better than a story that popped off in January. America Online bought Time Warner for 162 billion dollars, still the largest corporate Jesus merger Christ. in U.S really? history. It is absolutely the best metaphor for the year 2000 that you could possibly come up with. That company doesn't even exist anymore. Welcome to the year 2000.)
0: Like, try to explain to the youths today what America Online was. <laughs> like, I fucking, I dare you to to help them make sense of it. One hundred sixty-two billion. billion dollars.
2: That's you crazy. could
0: buy like four Twitters for that.
2: Like, <laughs> you fuck? could buy four Twitters at overpriced for that. Yes, yes,
0: yes, you could. All right.
2: This was what was known as a century leap year. Where it was not just a leap year, but it was a leap year on a century turning, which uh, under our goofy Gregorian calendar only happens once every 400 years. Um, And I bet you didn't even fucking notice.
0: First, I've heard of it. First, I've heard of this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, We did talk in the 99 episode about, yeah, the sort of, you know, the, the Y2K and the 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 end of the millennium and all of that stuff i just i do feel like it's very important to stress that 2000 i'm one of these guys i'm sorry it's like me and fucking dick cavett it was not (laughs) the first year of the 21st century
1: we don't start counting with zero
0: thank you david sims thank you
1: that's what they all say first year was
0: one The first year was one. And so the first year of the 21st century was 2001. So that, I think, I think that David, really, you can tie the end of your movie going innocence to the end of the 20th century. You (laughs) you can put it in those terms. Like when the millennium changed, I I became a man, you know, I do
1: remember that was a, that was a thing people would say, Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Oh, did you know, you know, and, and, you know, you were surrounded by
0: Brits. That's true. So, and they're, they're, they get persnickety about that stuff.
1: London was so consumed by the Millennium because, you know, England was quite cool. Uh, You know, people were still sort of excited about, like, the Labour government. And, like, it was only a couple years since we'd, like, kicked out, man, you know, the Tories and cool Britannia. And we, they built all this stuff for the Millennium, the Millennium Dome, the Millennium Bridge, the big uh, Ferris wheel. Like, you know, it was, like, quite a vibrant time in London, uh, which is funny. Uh, Cinematically, I feel like, I feel like english cinema was you know it had, had its like kind of cool boom lit with like train spotting and things like that and now it was right. moving towards like uh guy ritchie and you know that yeah. is now what was cool right like you know snatch is, yeah. is snatch this year snatch is right around now snatch i is believe this
0: year. it was yes. 2000
1: yes, yes. yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. on my That's list right. spoiler, yeah. spoiler alert I, I mean some Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> um uh and so yeah you know it was a cool time yeah. but yeah we then of course we were all fools as well right and we were all buying AOL for too much money <laughs> <sighs> I wasn't i just
0: got a cd in a magazine that's all i fucking
1: did i never had AOL is that is that weird did you guys have wow. AOL like i never had it
0: oh definitely definitely we had,
1: had we had CompuServe that was what we had
0: Mm hmm. No, see, I wasn't cool enough for CompuServe. I remember that because that was the one Roger Ebert was on. He was not on America Online, but CompuServe didn't send me a disc. Uh, In a magazine, so that's how I ended up on AOL.
2: Mike, what else was happening? Uh, Pope John Paul and the Catholic Church apologized for a wide array of things on Lent of two thousand, including the Inquisition uh, being mean to Jews and women, uh, ignoring the Holocaust, and abusing children of every creed and color on every continent. So that was a. It took. It was a long speech made by several people.
0: Still, you're kind of burying like. when you put that many apologies in one apology, like you are kind of minimizing the apology. Well, you're kind of releasing your
2: press release on Friday at 1130 at yes. night. You know what I yes. mean? Yes, thank yeah. you. Yes, so. you are. All right. Nice All to right. wrap up what a else? thousand years of sorrys in a day. Uh, <laughs> the first draft of the Human Genome Project was completed. So that's either amazing right. or immediately going to lead to our downfall. Or why not both? maybe both the russian submarine kursk sank killing all 118 men on board remember that. and this is like sort of a news item that has fallen out you know it's not doesn't seem as important now but i remember when it happened like that was super tense Uh, And my guess is that there's a good Russian movie about it.
0: Yeah, as you say, but I don't think Ron Howard's going to make a movie of that. (laughs) Because we don't tend to make American movies about the the rescue mission where all all 118 died on.
2: Nope. Uh, In other news about crazy people in tiny, tiny boxes, the first crew of the International Mm -hmm. Space Station docked in a Soyuz rocket. And the ISS has been crewed every day since.
0: All right. kind of cool. That's just cool. For like
2: other people. I'm not going to do it, but it's nice for other people.
0: I'm glad they're having a good time up there. Yeah. Uh, In October, Al-Qaeda
2: bombed the USS Cole. Yeah. Killing 17 and wounding at least 39 in the port of Aden in Yemen. Uh, I'm sure no one needs me to explain where season two of that was headed uh there was also an election in november between george w bush and al gore that was settled nope. by bush's family friends on december 12th <laughs> and then he had a pinata party in an iraqi china shop for the next eight
0: years I, I, you said you had a contender for the most 2000 thing a little bit ago here's here i think i can top it would you like to know where i was on the evening of the the bush gore presidential election obviously I was at a Kevin Smith speaking engagement. <laughs> wow! I was in the audience, so we could hear hear Kevin in his jorts telling us stories. This was this was at K State. This was at Kansas State in Lawrence, Kansas. It was a very big deal, and he periodically checked uh, checked. Uh, co- no, he couldn't check his phone yet. He was calling people to see how the election results were coming, including he called Ben Affleck at one point in the evening. That's the most 2000 thing I can tell you about, about the year 2000.
1: It is funny to think that he's been doing that for that long. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, no, no.
0: I mean, this was still the fairly early days of that, but I think like a year or two after that was the first evening with, and yes, like, three and a half hours like he, he he's he did not run out of things to say to us that particular <laughs> oh yeah he'll talk <laughs>
1: yep yeah yep lovely, lovely
0: guy Honestly. the
2: st louis rams beat the tennessee titans in the super bowl led by kurt warner who was old for his job but looked much older france beat italy two to one in the euro 2000 become the becoming the only team that. to hold the european and world cups at the same time You were following that were you sims
1: Abby Trezeguet had just hit scored a, the golden goal. I remember it very well. Yes. Fuck right, he did. Wow. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> you get so excited when another sports person
1: comes on. It's right. like that was a big deal. He was, he was, he was sexy. He was, he was fun. <laughs> and I think that was, you know, the, I just also I think of it as a golden goal. They don't do golden goals anymore. You know, it was during the brief, the brief, uh, you know, period of the golden goal. Anyway, not not important. For this podcast
2: this show just got so much more interesting
1: <laughs> did it uh get
2: it <laughs> no no of course not uh the yankees beat the mets to take home the championship after a subway series i remember that uh tiger woods won the u.s open by 15 shots with which i think is still the biggest at any u.s major ever um and there was no world cup but the sydney olympics happened in 2000 and the u.s took home the most golds and the most medals
1: overall, because sports Jesus loves us the best. USA,
0: USA, USA. I those
1: being very, very, very fun Olympics. I always like when the Olympics are on the other side of the world, and you watch them in the morning or whatever. It's always fun.
0: Yes. <laughs> before they, uh, before they figured out how to like screw us with the uh, streaming windows and weird shit. All right. Thank you, Mike, for the for the headlines. Thank you David for being for knowing a goddamn thing about sports with him. <laughs> Let's do a top 5. five the line. All right, David has been kind enough to uh, to to further indulge our uh, our our list making and ranking indulgences by even ranking in order of quality and favorite this top 5 list. So we will do a proper starting at his number 5 favorite film and uh moving to number one so david Hmm. david sims Hmm. what is your number five movie for the year 2000
1: um a number five movie the year 2000 is spike lee's bamboozled
2: the huxtables cosby a genius revolutionary but we can't go down that road again The network does not want to
1: see Negroes on television unless they are buffoons.
0: Have you ever thought about just quitting?
1: I have a contract. The only way I get out of that is if I get fired, and that is what I intend to do. I know you are familiar with minstrel shows, variety shows, like in *Living Color*. Right, right, right. That was dope. Man, tap the new millennium minstrel show. We're gonna need a little more money for this. This could be bigger than *Friends*. Allie McFeely, even my boys, Amos and Andy. Yeah. You're putting white actors in blackface. We are using black actors with blacker faces. Brown Hollywood. Brown. Okay, yes, which um, I'm sure you've seen—an incendiary, uh,
0: controversial, satirical, not terribly widely seen at the time of its release, but one that has certainly gained uh, reputation. What? Tell me, about, first of all, tell tell me as a, a a young white man who was 14 in 2000 about when you first saw bamboozled in sort of uh your relationship with
1: the movie there's no way i saw it in the year 2000 because it didn't even come out <laughs> it barely got released right like i mean i remember yeah. when it was released i remember reading about it i remember the intrigue around it but and it was like a it was at tiff and it was it was a fall film right yep. but i don't yeah um yeah it did I, play
0: wichita kansas like it did make it to right. our one art house you know like four months later or something. Did you see it then? Yeah. I saw it then. I'm, I'm a spike like do or die like i'll see whatever he does and in fact we went to see that together yes mike yes because it right. was also of intense interest to us as sort of would-be filmmakers because it was you know the big shooting on video shit like it was still a big deal in 2000 when like a major filmmaker shot on video
1: i remember being completely so thrown by the digital video i don't think <laughs> i've ever seen anything like that like i'm trying to think would i have yeah. seen a film on such grainy what was, there it was like Ivan's XTC. Like what was, what else? else? Sorry to yeah. throw out an Ivan's XTC reference. I, you know, that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, I welcome it. Uh, but But uh, like, what else was there?
0: Oh, like Mike Figgis' Time Code was out there. never did
1: see Time Code. You know, that was always yeah, one of those things yeah. where I was like, that's, that sounds cute. <laughs> like, I,
0: this, well, I don't know if, <laughs> if I want to watch that. <laughs> it's a great stunt, David. It's it's not a great <laughs> yeah. movie, but it's a great stunt. Well, right. you know, of course, you Portions of Blair Witch. Um, yes,
1: sure. Blair Witch is similar, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And Spike would have put out. I want to say Original Kings of Comedy was either the same year or like the year after, which was shown a video, but a different I thing. Think like it's
1: the same yeah, year. Yeah,
0: but like not trying to like purposefully distress it the way that he
1: that they did. Right, like when when Damon Wayans is like talking at the camera at the beginning, right? He's like giving yeah. his big monologue. Yeah. And he's explaining his name and like you know all that. I just remember just being like, "Is this allowed?" Yes. Like, <laughs> like, and I'm sure I had seen what Spike would I have seen at that point? I probably had seen like "Do the Right Thing," Malcolm X, maybe Crooklyn, sure. maybe Cro- Clockers. He got game, like right. Like I probably seen like sure. a bunch of the big ones, the greatest heads. Yes, at which, at that point. And I just remember being so thunderstruck by it. It's probably the one on this list that I've. I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a few years and I do have that Criterion looking at it right now. That Criterion disc.
0: I rewatched it when that disc came out and it was I we saw it in the theaters. I saw it, you know, on that that first DVD to kind of see how it looked on DVD and then I hadn't revisited it since. It's a difficult picture because it's got so much to say. It's so provocative. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable and also so funny. Yes, very funny. And I also like still I still can't I still can't come to terms with like the last 20 minutes or so
1: when everything goes crazy.
0: I don't think it works, but mm. I don't know. You know, I maybe I'll watch it again in 10 years and think it does. Like, the thing I love about Spike, or not the only thing, but one of the things I love about Spike is that he will is that he always fucking goes wild at the end. Like, he always he does. does a big swing ending. And when the big swing ending works, it's like a thing of majesty. Like, like nobody else can pull off the end of he got Game, you know? Um, But this one felt to me like he didn't know how to end the movie and just brought a bunch of guns in. Um, But even like still feeling that way on revisit a couple of years ago, everything else about it is fucking amazing. And so ballsy. And so like, holy shit
1: it was it's ballsy it would feel ballsy now which is probably like the biggest yeah. compliment you can give it absolutely i remember most Def and, and jada pinkett being especially like sort of like you know transfixing in it uh and those are probably yeah. two actors that i didn't know as well but i guess i knew jada pinkett fairly well but um sure. uh I know what you mean about his endings. Now I'm thinking because I remember, remember how everyone hated the Red Hook Red Hook Summers ending, right? Like, and yeah, he's yeah. Done a few. I love I that like, ending. Me too. <laughs> like, I like that. One. So yeah. Uh, yeah, like I guess the Five Bloods had kind of a crazy ending. I, I you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. He's a big, sw- but like that's what I love about him. And what felt so different at the time was how is how like boldly he'll state his premise to you as well, and how he will have characters go you know go straight to the camera which you know feels like impossible to pull off
0: any satire that opens with a dictionary definition of satire is like we're not doing subtlety here and it's fine like he's owning it right from the top i'm not doing subtlety here you I, know? But
1: I also feel like when i was 15 and i know i have to move on like i was like this is a very flawed movie that i can't like uh, you know, you know when you're a teenager and you try to be a little, or I don't know. This is what I was like at least. I feel like a lot of people are like this, where it's sort of like, you know, there's got to be some objectivity here. and was a fall short because of X, Y, Z because it's so strange. And now I much more just value things that are so strange and so uh, <laughs> uh, out there. Thousand
0: percent, thousand percent. David Sims, what is your number four movie of the year 2000? <laughs>
1: number four of the year 2000 is Lucas Moodison's Together
0: Aha. or
1: Tilsimons so
2: so...
1: from the internationally acclaimed director Lucas Moodison comes a new film about a group who were
0: experimental This is have been feeding for you
2: loving
1: you shot
2: infuriating, <laughs> radical <laughs>
0: and open to anything that would help each other make it
2: Great movie! <laughs> I was at a uh, uh, MLK march today, and it was amazing to go to a super liberal leftist march in Portland after watching this movie because, like, you can totally see like <laughs> that dude is goring that dude is lot li-. like you can definitely like you can pick <laughs> characters out of uh, I could I could have remade the movie out of the the parade today. It was so much fun,
1: David. When did you first see this? I first saw this. I remember. A few years later, I saw it in Newcastle, uh, I went to university uh, in Newcastle, England, which is in the north, and Newcastle has a lovely uh, indie theater called the Tyneside Cinema, which is still going strong and is one of the best indie theaters in the country, and they did some kind of Swedish I don't know what it was. Some sort of Swedish film festival or Swedish week or something. Because I remember I saw like a Roy yeah. Anderson movie. I think I saw Songs from the Second Floor there and a few other things. And then one day I went to see Together, which was a few years old at that point. I feel like Moody uh, Moodyson, Because that was when Moody was really working. He, he was really churning them out mm-hmm. uh, in that period. Mm-hmm. And I saw this movie and I was like thunderstruck by it, which is crazy considering that I was so far from... I was like 18 probably that like so far from any of the experiences anyone's having in this movie right (laughs) um and i feel like this is such an undersung film i know it's sort of a 2000 2001 cusper i feel like this movie is not talked about enough Mm -hmm. anymore and it's so warm and winning without but like without shying away from like how flawed and nasty its characters are like it's 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 a very Nordic heartwarming film, if that makes sense,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it, that's a neat trick that the way you put. It. Yes, because it's like there the, harbors no illusions about who these people are, but also doesn't sneer at them, which is like so yes. tough to do.
2: And pulls off an ending, the the sort of warmth in the ending that it, it manages is just. I, I just I can't think of another. I can't think of a lot of examples of, of movies that end that warmly I, that makes such a hard turn to that ending but actually pull it off and really earn it and it doesn't feel like sort of attacked on like treacly thing just so you don't leave the theater feeling sad and you feel
1: like the work has been done yeah yes yeah right yeah. That they, they put in the work and it's funny because so the his movie before this was show me love aka fucking them all which mm-hmm. is also very mm-hmm. you know good like sweet and sour kind of thing and then I feel like after Together, he made a bunch of really tough movies. Like Lilia Forever and A Hole in My Heart are really, like, grim watches. Yeah. And then I don't think yeah. I've ever even seen Container. But it's like when he did We Are the Best, like a few years ago, you know, was, Jesus, like 10 years ago now, Yeah. Uh, everyone was like, right, this is the guy we love. Like, this is exactly the tone this guy is so good at. And it's, it's just funny. I, I think he might finally have something up yeah.
0: He hasn't made a feature since. Yeah, what the hell has he been doing? Where has he been, David Sims?
2: He's trying to run a
1: commune. Obviously, it looks <laughs> like he's making a sequel to Together. So now I'm actually highly. Oh my god! 17. Do you see this? It's on his IMDb. Hey. Well, uh, it says it's in post production. Who knows? I'm all for it.
0: Holy shit! Uh,
1: let's do. Let's go. I mean, it's been it's been twenty years. It's been or twenty yeah. plus years. Yeah. Uh, just to, for anyone who hasn't seen it, yeah, it's set on Swedish commune in the seventies. It's about uh a woman who has been beaten by her husband so she flees him with her kids uh to sort of end up here and she is you know not sure what to do with herself but they start to figure out it's got a young what's his name michael nyquist uh may he rest in peace uh we love him it's got uh it's got this great lead performance um, from lisa lindgren um, but it's all about like the weird sort of like dramatic chaos of this place. It's, it's just so good. I mean, is that like on dish? Maybe I'm going to
2: buy it. has got all this sort of the like super left stereotypes, but right. it also has respect for people who really want, a, you know, dramatic change in this world and who can't figure out how to sort of affect mm-hmm. it. Yes. Right. I mean, I think that's sort of, you know, I have a lot of respect for people who, Are willing to make sacrifices, you know, to change the sort of things they see around them. You know, but I also, you know, what exactly are you supposed to do in Norway about this sort of great chugging capitalist fucking beast, right? Like, I don't know. And clearly neither do they. And maybe not eating a meat, you know, not eating meat and sharing a vehicle is is like one sort of way to get there. But it, it just the movie has respect for these people without sort of lionizing anyone you know yeah great movie
0: well oh, i hope you i hope that yeah if that's <laughs> that sounds like a juicy thing to revisit 20 years later and who knows maybe this will be his uh, before series and he'll just check back in with these people every 20 years um david yes what is your number 3 movie of the year 2000
1: my number 3 movie is ang lee's Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon
2: Columbia Pictures is proud to present from director Ang Lee, the most anticipated and critically acclaimed motion picture of the year.
0: Ah! Michelle Yeoh. Xiao Yun Fat.
1: Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Now showing. All right the the biggest movie I feel like on this although the other movies I have are huge movies but like in right. a in a different kind of a way this was a genuine hit yes. obviously and was sort yes. of a transformative film it's you know it's gonna be in theaters next month did you see that they're re releasing it what uh Sony no. Pictures Classics is putting it out uh I don't it's not even an anniversary I guess they're just sort of like I don't know you want to see it and uh, <laughs> I recommend it because hey, I don't know I'm, good, I'm, yeah. Yeah. sure you guys remember but seeing this thing on a big screen is really a lot of Holy fun yeah. <laughs> it's really yeah. quite a film to yeah. see on a big screen it really
0: is it really is yeah i know i mean i saw it in the original theatrical uh yeah. and then uh, like a week later i i was uh, i maybe on an aol message board uh <laughs> and i found out that it was it was on dvd already in hong kong because of sure. the delayed release so i like ordered a shady Hong Kong DVD of it, watched it several more times and then hadn't seen it for, I don't know, 20 years. Uh, rewatched it the other night on in 4k. There's a new Sony pictures, classic 4k box set. Uh, God damn, David Sims. God damn. This is this, this Ang Lee, this Ang Lee can put a motion picture together. He can. Yeah. Clearly there's a, there's a lovely miniseries um Hmm. on on the aforementioned blank check with uh with griffin and david um yeah when he's working in uh you know 2d 24 frames per second i feel like there's he's hard to beat but we won't get into that um it's a gorgeous uh everything about it is just like it's like seven different movies and they're all great which is
1: like so hard to do and it's very dense and complex Mm -hmm but not mm-hmm. a difficult watch in the slightest it no you know it's one of those things where obviously i remember you know it comes out it feels like something completely original and fresh to an american audience to a british audience I sure. you know like and then you start to hear you know from the sort of the the true nerds who are like ah come on you know this is of a course. genre that you don't clearly understand that much and there are things about this movie that you know, like and everyone's accents are insane, and no Americans seem yes. to understand that all that stuff. But like, in right, like the further you get away from this movie, and every time I revisit it, it I'm more and more stunned by how gorgeous it is. Not just visually, obviously, it's, yeah. you know, great to look at. Yeah. Um, but just what a sad and like lovely oh. and melancholy thing it is, and it's so in here, Like when we did him on blank check, we. We're, he's such a genre chameleon, which is part of the fun of doing yes. these mysteries on him. Oh, he's looked in so many genres, yeah. but he really does have a lot of the same occupation, you know, story occupations, and this, you know, all yep. this like people bound up in tradition, like unable to sort of, yes. you know, express their regrets and their passions, and like you know, it's 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 the kind of stuff he's the best at. Like it's it's so close yes. to Sense and Sensibility and Ride with the Devil. And Hulk and Brokeback Mountain, you know, like, <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I love it. I, I love this film.
0: It, it's great. It's a classic for me. It is. And I will tell you this too. This is, I th- and I think an unsung thing, it's actually weirdly sort of reminiscent of what we were talking about when we talked about The Matrix with Drew on the 99 episode, because I, I think that's a similar thing where like a lot of what was sort of um, exciting about that movie was new to a lot of the audience. And a lot of people, you know, who were familiar with those genres were very almost sort of snooty about it. It's like, no, he's clear, they're clearly drawing from this, 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 this,
1: this. Right. this.
0: Um, and I do remember that happening with this movie when it came out. What's cool about it now is that like, when I saw it, you know, my my understanding of and sort of the the, the amount of martial arts and and wuja cinema that I'd seen was so limited. I this was this really was for me, and I think a huge chunk of the American and British audience, an introduction to that stuff. Yeah. What's fun now is after twenty years of seeking this shit out. A lot of times, uh, from an initial interest born by seeing this movie, now I recognize all of the tropes that they're playing with and all the things that are an homage yes, in it and absolutely. all of this, like, right. like I'm watching it again last night. And I'm like, like every great martial arts movie I've watched in the last three years because they've been putting out these Scope box sets and shit. Like mm. they all have the tea house restaurant battle sequence. <laughs> right. You know, that scene is in all of those movies. So it blows me away the first time I see it, but now I'm watching it appreciating how, They're paying that homage and also kind of topping it by like all the wire foo and all the stuff that they're doing. That's like really next level about it. And so I think that's what a movie like this, that that is doing the job responsibly does. It does that. And it makes you want to go see more and then appreciate that. It's doing it on that level. Does that make any sense?
1: Of course it does. And also like these movies don't need, you know this you know the movie is the movie. it's a great film he loves yes. his influences are so obvious and he would he'd be the first yes. to acknowledge them and just because absolutely you know oh. they managed to sort of get this movie across in a certain way uh internationally you know that's not not the movie's fault but like um I also do it is in retrospect also just it is kind of crazy the way it went across it is yeah. crazy what a genuine yeah. phenomenon it was. Uh, yeah. And that it won Oscars and it was, you know, all that stuff is is it's so rare and it's sort of happening this year with RRR. I don't know, you know, but like not to the extent that this film. Yeah, you know, this was a this was a hundred million dollar grossing, you know, heartland hit. Over you know, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We were in the heartland when it came out,
0: and you're right. Yeah. Um. All right. The number two movie, David Sims, of the year, two thousand. The ju- it's like not even funny anymore. Well, now I'm just doing it because like funny. I've committed to the bit. No, it's a little funny. Okay, there you go. Number two, David.
1: Number two, I have selected Claire Denise. Claire Denise's Beau Travail. C'était un plateau aride qui se terminait en terrasse. Ah! Alors seulement nous apprend l'élégance dans l'uniforme et sous l'uniforme, il éplice sa concours justement à cette élégance. Ah! Which did play obviously at a few film festivals in 1999, but it was not released anywhere until 2000. Why do you love oh, this movie so very I much? Mean, this movie is this movie is fucking crazy. I I mean, obviously, <laughs> like this movie made the Sight and Sound 100. It's on my ballot whenever those start to come out. Um, it two movies from that's you know, that's a crazy two movies from this list are on my Sight and Sound ballot, which is that's holy that's, shit, that's weird because this and my number one are both on it. Um, and uh. I, I don't know that it probably hmm, Was this the first Claire Denis I ever saw? It may may have been. Mm, Cause I saw it that's, in yeah. theaters. Somewhat surprisingly, around the age of 15, 14 or 15. Yeah. Uh
0: Ooh, that's gotta that's got a. this movie's gotta push some buttons and turn some cranks in your in your 15-year-old psyche.
1: Absolutely. I, but and I think I was very struck by it as a as a teenager, although yeah. all I remembered as a teenager was the ending, obviously, mm. which is like the greatest mm-hmm. ending in a movie, um, and uh, and I don't know that I came back to it for a few years or whatever, but um, but it's such a you know it's such a striking work. I mean, come on, guys, it's Beau travail. What do you want? What do you want me to say? I mean, it's like the definitive text on masculinity of the the yes. The the decade, the century. It's uh, you know, it's Annie yes. Levant's face, uh, yes. all craggy and you know, knobbly and and eyebrows and you know, grimaces. And then what's what's his name? Um, is it Michel Subor, the guy who's no, who no, he's the old guy. It's uh, Gregoire, Colin, whoever plays the sort of beautiful, yeah, movie, right? the the Billy Budd here, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, is is also just so amazing to look at. Uh, She's got such an understanding of like faces. She always has, Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and which is part of what I love about her. Um, Mm -hmm. And those landscapes, those crazy salty landscapes that they're on. You know, do I need to set up Botrovai for anybody? You You don't. You You don't. don't.
2: We. I'm just always like, I'm, I'm, uh, always amazed when people decide to try to make art out of boredom and loneliness. Yes, it's a challenge. And that much more amazed when they
1: pull it off and then the ending is so <sighs> i watch the ending all the time i don't know if you guys do things like that but i, I watch it all the time oh, you wow know, like dancing around uh to rhythm of the night yeah uh, anyway yeah no what's yeah. right finally on it's finally it's finally a nice disc of it right for years i only beautiful I like Blu-ray. dvd beautiful uh, <laughs> and,
0: uh, yeah. yeah yeah much much recommended Ah, uh, to to seek it out in that format. All right, here we are. We've arrived at the at the tip top of the year 2000. Your number one movie of said year, David Sims. Uh,
1: my number one movie of said year is Edward Yang's Yi Yi.
2: Every day in life is our first time. Every morning is new. We never live the same day twice. Uh,
1: One and a two. Um, And uh, a huge movie for me just in general. Probably why I thought of this year quickly. I saw this film because... It won Best Picture at the National Society of Film Critics. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, mm, it was sort of a okay. surprising win. And I think I was enough of a sort of movie nerd that I was like watching, you know, what won the Critic Awards, right? Like now I'm a member of the right. National Society of Film Critics, which is very exciting for me. And very obviously, nice. you know, I think the big winners at the other uh, critics uh, circles, you know, Lafka, and New York was uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Which makes sense. That was, right. yep. that was like yep. the big artsy award winner of the year. Uh, maybe. Right. I'm checking. You know, you know what? New York gave it to Traffic. Obviously, we, you mentioned Darren Brockovich. This was like this big year for Steven Soderbergh. He was back. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many movies we haven't talked about. It. I'm sure we will we'll briefly. Yeah. There was all mm-hmm. And then the National Society of Film Critics gave it to this movie, Yee, that I'd never heard of, obviously. And... Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I sought it out when it finally came to England whenever that was which I think it was you know whatever 2001 you know it was, it was something and right obviously it's this three-hour family Taiwanese epic um mm-hmm. about a middle- class you know family unit about various characters uh, it's it's a soapy tale in a way you know it's a lot of interpersonal drama it's bullshit with the grandma it's you know the the kids doing bad at school you know it's, like, it's all kinds of stuff and it's one of those things even as a 15 year old when i was watching it you know a couple hours in you realize like i've never been so invested in any in any people i've never been so like yeah. um you know so i've never been so attentive to little details of human behavior before like it's whatever. I mean it's what's so magical about Edward Yang movies and I like all of his movies. Um but uh this is this is always gonna be my favorite movie. This is kind of one it's kinda it's like it's like in the whatever. It's in the discussion for like my favorite movie ever. Uh it's the kind Mm. of thing Mm. that I only let myself rewatch every few years because I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to like get too used to (laughs) it. I, I want it to, you know, wow. kind of sneak up on me every time. Do you guys like EE? Am I appreciative of the choir? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's,
0: I I, mean, first of all, I, I, I don't want to ruin it for myself is a thought that I've had that I've never articulated that cleanly. Yeah. So thank you for putting it that way. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, no. Part of the thing here, like, you know, I'm big on owning blind spots and, and I've, I confess frequently to this show on the show to them when I admit that I've watched things for the first time for it, which is also part of the reason of doing the show. It's like, I have an excuse to see movies that people I like recommend. I'd never seen this partly. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's daunting. You look at that running time. Wow. You're like, I'm going to read subtitles for three hours. I don't mean to sound like a Philistine, but like, you gotta, it's not just a casual afternoon, you know, yeah. you gotta like put yourself in that place. Um, And it takes, and it does, it takes about, you know, whatever, five, 10 minutes to lock in anytime you're doing that. I was just enthralled. I, I, the, it was over before I knew it. It was, you, you, you do, you, it has that thing that great long movies have where you lose that sense of the sort of like the machinery of the two hour movie yeah and um right yeah 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 the mechanics yeah. of the three act structure or whatever and you're just sort of I once heard Roger Ebert talk about uh, describe long movies as being just sort of like uh adrift at sea you know and the shore is not in sight and mm. when you're when you're in that space in a strange way you lock in tighter into what's happening in front of you it's an incredible movie and that the, 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 the scope of it and the duration of it and the detail of it allows you to understand these people and to, and the way that they relate to each other in ways that you might not have in a more conventional uh, narrative in a more conventional running time and any other sort of conventional things that this movie is so unconventional about. It's an incredible piece of work. And, and, and I do, I always thank the guest for like forcing me to watch it because man, it's it's something (laughs) news flash from bailey that that yee -yee, it's a really something
1: no but it is it's it's not talked about enough even though it's talked about plenty and it's on every list and it's you know highly
0: it's on the criterion channel boys and girls Uh, it's just sitting right there just clear three hours and uh and, and and get transported okay wonderful top five from our friend david sims uh, with those beautiful films uh, fresh in our minds, let's now find out what films were winning trophies and making money. Here's awards and box office.
2: The Oscars in the year ugh, I can't even. You don't have to. <laughs> I can't. Well, it's. I mean, I can't. I'd rather play that over and over than than say the name of this movie best picture don't,
0: the guest might the guest might like the best picture don't be mean best picture
2: best actor bro. russell crow Hakeem phoenix won the critics choice for best supporting actor for this and quills
1: movie of the year gladiator
0: david where do you land on gladiator
1: I mean, I think if you watch Gladiator now, you it you would shit your pants mm-hmm. at how good it is in terms of like by the yardstick <laughs> okay. of like by the yardstick of like what an action film is now. And yes. I don't mean to be like a total yes. stick in the mud. And obviously there are some good action movies coming out in theaters or whatever, but yes. it's uh, you know that it is such a tactile, well staged, you know, grown up, you know, and you're like, wait, this was the biggest movie of the year. This was the biggest movie of the year. It's about right got like an hour of Roman senators in it. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's a silly movie. It's such a silly movie. I'm a huge Ridley Scott defender. All of his movies are about well, poor people are great and rich people are bad, which I always enjoy. <laughs> among them. And uh, it is it is so sort of quaint to think about how it genuinely was a phenomenon, right? Like, you know, how huge. like like the whole country was like, we like this again. Uh, and how you know Glad it was a his moment, you know. Um but he's yeah. wild at it won Best Picture. It it, it felt surprising yeah. at the time. Like I remember at the time it was like, yeah. huh, it's it really stuck it out, huh? <laughs> that was that I believe I also said, huh. All right, you know, what what else yeah. did well at
0: the Oscars? Mike? I
2: mean it's a great movie until people start talking and I like you know, when people get to talk
0: it's, in movies. Yeah.
1: It's a little broad, the dialogue. (laughs) Joaquin is just like, he is just like waxing that mustache.
0: He is twirling and waxing that mustache. Here we go. Uh, uh, Best director,
2: Soderbergh. Best supporting actor, Benicio del Toro. Also won Golden Globe. Best screenplay for Steven Gagan. Soderbergh was competing against himself for Aaron Brockovich and won Best Director at Critics' Choice for both. Also won the New York Film's Critics Circle Award, Lord Have Mercy, Best Film, Traffic. That's a fucking movie for you.
0: Traffic's him. got uh there's a lot there's a lot to say about Traffic. That's a that's a motion picture there. David, uh, how do you feel about Steven Soderbergh's Traffic?
1: I mean, I I like Traffic. I, at the time when I was like a teenager, I fucking loved it. I thought it was mind blowing. I think, here we go. Yes, uh, Don yes. Cheadle is my favorite part of it. He was to this day. I do. I I've revisited it, you know, it, it yeah. is a movie that kind of feels glaringly dated, not in the be- yep. it's also glaringly ripped off, I will say it, it people <laughs> don't give that <laughs> enough credit, like, it really got oh, yeah. ripped off for the next 20 years, just visually, yes. just with sort of like, the approach to grittiness, like, or, you know, whatever. And yep. it's got beautiful performances, there's like so much striking stuff in it. I kind of prefer Aaron Brockovich of the two Soderberghs. I, I I did
0: at the time. I did at the time and still do. Yes. Yeah. I And this this was one of this was my hottest movie take of two thousand was Aaron Brockovich. You know, well, Brockovich greater than uh, traffic.
1: It and like rules. You rewatch that, and you're like, God, this picture. You know, it's got some grain to it. Like, you know, yep. Finney is obviously so good in it. Julia Roberts is is she's yep. having a ball. Like, you know. But, like, what's good about it is all that Soderbergh stuff, how he's like, let's make sure every character actor in this really pops. Like, let's make sure this feels like human beings and not like some fucking Harvey Weinstein movie. Like, you know, today they call them computers or whatever. Like, Erwin Brockovich rules. Yes. It's great. But traffic is good. so
0: traffic is good brockovich is great i'm i i've i've i feel so my 2000 me is feeling so affirmed right now david thank you uh the
2: uh the oscars agreed as far as julia roberts is concerned she won best actress for brockovich richly
0: deserved yes great performance
2: best supporting actress went to marcia gay harden for pollock
0: that was uh, that was if memory serves the big upset of yes. the Oscars that year because everybody thought uh, Kate Hudson was going to get it for for Almost Famous but uh, boy Marsha K. Harden is really good in Pollock and Pollock is really good uh, if memory serves I haven't seen it in a very very long time I also, David, I um, don't think Pollock? I've
1: seen Pollock in twenty years but it it kind of rules mm-hmm. like, in my memory it's nasty yeah it's a nasty yeah movie, well and it's na- yeah.
0: and Ed, Ed Harris is a really good director and only directed like two more times or something, which kind of blows my mind. Did you ever see Appaloosa? Am I the only person in America who saw Appaloosa? I don't think uh, I ever from saw From director Appaloosa. Ed Harris. I'm aware of
1: Appaloosa. Folks. Obviously. Yeah. Folks. Not bad.
0: Ed Harris dir- directing Ed Harris and Vigo Mortensen in like a frontier Western. Appaloosa fucking rules. All right. uh, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I
1: know? love Appaloosa.
0: Yeah, worth a look.
2: Uh, Best original screenplay to Cameron Crowe also got the Golden Globe for Best Picture, Musical Comedy, and Best Supporting Actress to Kate Hudson. Also, Critics' Choice for Best Supporting Actress to Frances McDormand for this and Wonder Boys. Almost famous.
0: That's almost famous. That that was a, a piece of information that I that I didn't know at the time that uh, Frances McDormand was the uh, was also I forgot getting campaigned for supporting actress because she's she's great she's great in almost famous i really like almost famous i've i know that the the worm has turned on mr crow and in many ways deservedly so but like boy that's talk about it that he he that's the movie he was like born to make and he just made the shit out of it in 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 my humble opinion
1: i like almost famous yeah i've never been yeah i've never been people are insane about that movie. Like that movie's like the most important yes, movie are. in the world yes. for some people, and it's not. Jerry Maguire yes. has always been my Cameron Crowe movie, for whatever reason. Very good. Um, but uh, yeah. but I like Almost Famous. It's funny. Yeah. It's a very well made movie. It's funny what a bad director he's become. Like not just it is. You know, he kind of got too treacly, and his screenplays got too. You know up their own ass around but he's also just kind of like a bad movie he used to make really good movies, like he's a visually yeah. talented storyteller i don't yeah. really know what happened there uh yeah mean, um, yeah. whatever it's also weird that he won the oscar for almost famous and it wasn't a best picture nominee but that's neither here nor there i guess it was a weird year all right it felt like they were almost yeah. they almost felt bad and they were like all right Camera, here you go <laughs> <laughs>
2: Best original song went to Bob Dylan for Things Have Changed. He also won the Golden Globe for Wonder Boys. That was when he was starting his, like, tent tent revival era, right?
0: Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. That's, that's well, like, the literal tent revival era
1: was, oh, like, Oh, yeah. No, 80s, I don't mean blood on the
2: tracks. I okay. mean, his like, you know, when he came back out with, like, a 20-piece band and they might do a circus song. You know what yes. I mean.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing my favorite thing my favorite thing about him winning the Oscar for for Things Have Changed, first of all, is that he won a fucking Oscar and he won it for Things Have Changed, which is a genuinely great song. Uh, quite a and good song. a genuinely great great movie song. Like it's not just that like somebody who's a legend needed an Oscar, so like they, you know, they just gave him a thing. Like it's the it's a perfect song to encapsulate that motion picture and its really specific mood, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, it's also, like, for, like, five years after he won that Oscar, he was on, you know, he's been on this never-ending tour. He was on it for, like, 20 years until COVID stopped it. For, like, five years after he won the Oscar, he would bring the Oscar out and just, like, put it on top of a speaker (laughs) and did every show with the Oscar on the speaker. And they almost always opened with Things Have Changed. And so it would seem like he was opening the show, like, singing to his Oscar. And, like... God bless him for that. God bless him for that. It really, I truly, I I still will listen to Things Have Changed just like randomly. It's such a great song about just like becoming an old man, um, which he was doing, and that movie is about doing, and now I am doing. Uh, I
1: do remember how he put the Oscar there. No, it's funny because he beat Bjork that year for Dancing, Dancer in the Dark. Yes, and like yes. obviously, she'd be a deserving winner. That's the Swan Dress year, but. Sure. But yes, I, every year, when you're like, "Well, who fucking beat Bjork?" and then you look it up, and you're like, "Oh right, Bob Dylan." Well, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> cool. you <know>? Fair enough. <laughs> what do you?
0: How, where, where do you land on on the motion picture Wonder Boys, David? You know, I
1: love La Confidential, right? Uh, Curtis Hanson's mm-hmm. prior film. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies of the nineties. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. I like Wonder yep. Boys. I've seen Great. it like twice, and I remember it being like okay. incredibly charming. And obviously well acted, you know, and maybe a little like oh, maybe a little too sweet in a way. Like, but I don't remember it very well. I should probably watch it. Why? Do you guys like Wonder Boys? How old How old are you now, David Sims? Oh, uh, you know, I'm 36 going on
0: 37. Okay. Give it about five years and then watch Wonder Boys again. I can see that. And uh, yeah. it will, it will, it will, uh, it will stab your soul in my humble opinion.
1: Uh, I believe that. Yeah, I can see that.
0: All right, Mike, finish us up with the
2: Oscar. Hard to top that. <laughs> Best Foreign Film also got the BAFTA for, and the Golden Globe for Best Director for Ang Lee for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Golden Globe for Best Actor Comedy Musical went to George Clooney for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which deserved. Loved that movie. Love that movie. I'm yeah. a Dapper
0: Dan man. <laughs> that's all i ever think whatever i think of him in that movie i think of, i'm a dapper dan man <laughs> and then i think of of the little girl saying he's bonafide those are my those i love oh brother where art now so much okay. i love that movie God. i think
1: it's so funny i mean there's so yes. many movies from this year that i love that i you know high fidelity was like a huge movie for me love yes. love and basketball the gina prince Bythewood movie uh you can so count good. on me ghost dog like there's a lot of movies i yep. just adore this yep. year
2: Golden Globe for Best Actress, Comedy Musical, went to Renee Zellweger for Nurse Betty.
0: That
1: was a
2: good movie. I liked Nurse Betty enough. That's yeah, all right. New York Film Critics Circle Award for Best Actor went to Tom Hanks for Castaway.
0: Ooh, where uh, that's you, the
2: volleyball one, right?
0: It is. And you, you guys did as a Zeme- did as a Mecca uh, series. So where where do where do you sit on uh, on Castaway?
1: Uh, Castaway's a robust piece of Hollywood entertainment. That is a good movie.
0: You know, that's that's fun. That's fun. I haven't seen it since it came out. And I remember loving the first two acts and hating the third act, which was not, not a, a unique
1: opinion at the time. There was a a, a,
0: a, there were a few of us who felt that way. The yeah. third act
1: is great though. I love the third act. It's so much better with it. I think it, it'll, it'll hit better now. If you ever rewatch it, I imagine. I will rewatch it
0: on your, on your yeah.
1: recommendation. Here's what it's we'll do you,
0: in five years. I'll rewatch that. And you rewatch, um, wonder boys and we'll we'll do a follow-up episode new
2: york films uh critics circle award for best actress went to laura linney for you can count on me previously that's, mentioned
0: that's a Great really film. good 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 god good movie uh yeah and ruffalo i feel like i don't know it seems like he should have won something from someone that year that's 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 an incredible like who the fuck is this guy performance he was the new kid um, on the block
1: yeah he was, he was. He was surprising
2: and uh the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival went to Bjork for no <laughs> not actually but it did go to Dance in the Dark.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um
0: which uh, I I don't think I'm alone in this. I've seen once uh, mm. it absolutely devastated me, but like that, Tough watch. I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not usually one of those people who's like and I can never imagine watching it again, but I can never imagine watching it again. Like it's just such a it's such a kick in the gut that movie.
1: It is. Uh yeah.
2: Uh, Yee won Best Director at uh, Cannes and Best Picture yes. at the National Society Film Critics
0: Awards. As David it mentioned. Sure and then uh, let's do it. Let's, uh, what's, how does the box office look for, for that year, Michael?
2: Box office is... Uh, Mixed I mean, a lot Mixed of back. them are going to be new to this episode. There we'll we just go. say that. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: number 10 was Aaron Brockovich. Number that 9 warms, was...
0: That warms my heart. I'm sorry. I like. I forget that that movie was also like a giant commercial success and a big part of Soderbergh getting to make a bunch of weird movies after that. <laughs> (laughs) she was extremely
2: famous and very beloved
0: yes she was yes she was
2: and that movie just made both more
0: yes correct
2: number nine dinosaur
1: remember
0: disney's dinosaur david yeah
1: i mean yes i saw it i think it's not a good film (laughs)
0: yes exactly
1: yeah
2: (laughs) number eight what lies beneath
0: another Zemeckis, which i've never seen because i i felt like that was one where the trailer showed me the whole fucking movie was i wrong
1: should I say that? Um, it kind of did, yeah. But again, now if you watch it, you're like, oh wow, they used to get movies oh, like, this. like you know. It's, yeah, it's like they fun, like, yeah, yeah, they used to make like. Yeah, they used to make like
0: suspense movies for adults with yeah. movie stars. That's right. Okay. It's Fair just him doing that.
1: Hitchcock. It's it's totally it's totally solid. Like it's yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's fun. Number seven, Scary Movie.
0: I remember liking Scary Movie enough, uh, it, it, but it sure put ended up putting a lot of evil into the world.
1: It did. It did. But yes,
0: in terms of the personnel
1: involved, it felt it felt fresh at the time. <laughs> it did indeed. It did indeed.
2: Number six, check out this fucking completely unadorned. There's no subtitle. <laughs> there's no paragraph that follows it. There's yeah. no character list. Number six,
1: X-Men. Just X-Men.
0: It's clean. It's clean. That's the whole. That's the whole title. The
1: crazy thing about X-Men, which obviously I was huge on, is you know, sure. I was a little comic book nerd. I loved X-Men. And like mm-hmm. it felt it was like, oh, my God, like someone actually did an yeah. all right one of these, you know, like it, it yes. felt so yes. uh, fun at the time. And it's like, yeah. oh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are the leads. Like they got yeah. some guy from musical theater to play Wolverine. Like, what are, you know, <laughs> you watch it now. it Honestly, it fucking plays like an indie movie. That thing is so <laughs> like limited yeah. in scope. Like yeah. the budget's yeah. pretty small. The, yep. the set piece is like two people on top of the Statue of Liberty. It's like, it's like you know, it's it's all very, very low scale. Obviously, its director yep. has run into some trouble since he made it. But, yes, um, indeed. Yeah. Not a bad yes, one.
2: Number right. five. I don't think this guy's actually made an appearance yet on this show. Uh, uh, ben Stiller in Meet the Parents.
0: Meet the Parents was a huge <laughs> movie. The, the number two, the one two, uh, part two of the one two, Robert De Niro is a Comic superstar now uh, after yeah. analyze this the yeah. previous yeah. year. Yeah. 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 I that's another one of those things like Scary Movie where it's like when I saw it, I laughed my ass off. I had a really great time. Those sequels are fucking unwatchable, but that first one was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it I'm I'm sure it feels kind of clunky on rewatch. I have not seen yeah, it sure. since theaters. I had a great time at theaters. Number four, uh a movie that
2: mostly lives on in an abused title that has become you know just a turn of phrase the perfect storm
0: the perfect storm i remember being great i, I but again perfect haven't storm seen rules. it since it came out but no, no but no, no, man no, no
1: perfect storm rules yeah rules yeah, wolfgang
0: yeah. peterson just like doing the fucking thing and you yeah, just being colored, like the cast. oh yeah oh, fucking john Everybody's c riley's right, in it right, right,
1: right. <laughs> Uh, John C. Riley and John Hawks and William (laughs) Fichtner, you know, and Diane Lane yelling on a a broadcast thing, you know, like, and great uh, visual effects, like genuinely impressive, scary visual effects. Still looks good. Yep. Good movie. Number three,
2: the uh, previously discussed Gladiator. Yep. Made a fuck ton of money that year. Sure did. Yep. Uh, Number two, Mission Colon. Impossible.
0: <laughs> mission impossible
2: space two, two. we
0: yeah. should start saying the colon when we say the i saying of that of that movie uh yeah. this is a this is a divisive uh motion picture david sims where do you land on mission impossible 2
1: i don't like it it's it's of its era and it's it's a yes. fun relic to revisit just visually uh but um it is so boring uh for so much <laughs> of its sort of middle its middle chunk yeah I recently rewatched it because I like rewatched all yeah. of them, and like the middle chunk yeah. where it's like the romance where they're kind of doing like charade, like it's sort of like a weird take yeah. on. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're doing uh, charade, charade. Or, no, or notorious. There's, 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 there's notorious maybe. And, like because yeah. it's, cause it's yeah. like Robert Town, you know, wrote it, and like mm-hmm. it's got this kind of. And like cruise is an odd fit for it. It's good yep. when it's you know John Woo's silliness. It's at least you're yep. kind of like look yep he does what he does but like yeah it's a kind of it's 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 like a sludgy movie it's like kind of yeah. long and boring yeah.
0: it is wild now that that series has become you know the 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 chris McQuarrie show like to remember how for a while there it was just like no every few years someone's going to come in and make a completely different fucking movie right. stylistically it's from the last one yeah. yeah all it will have in common will be tom cruise and the title and yeah yeah yeah. no i rem- again i remember enjoying it at the time because i was such a woo head um and but like within about two years it had aged like you know a carton of milk on a radiator uh and speaking <laughs> of which speaking of which mike <laughs> mike hall yeah what's our what's our number, number one, one? Number one box office smash of the year 2000. Oh, it did, do it! it did, this fucking movie deserves it.
2: <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas, with 260 million dollars domestic, 345 worldwide. How the Grinch Stole Christmas.
0: Just if there is a a, a less just pleasant movie to put in front of your eyeballs for two, like the people sheer, could have just watched Emmett Otter again. You didn't need to do this to the world. Visual, uh, ugliness of this. It's so hard to even look at. Uh, it's so unpleasant. It's so loud and braying and abrasive. Uh, uh, uh okay two christmases three christmases ago right before covid maybe covid happened because of this i was at my <laughs> relatives in kansas city they were watching how the grinch stole christmas vhs stretched from um uh, uh academy ratio to a widescreen television and it was still somehow yeah. not uglier than when i saw the movie originally um david how do you feel about uh dr seuss's how the grinch stole christmas from director ron howard ron
1: howard film uh, uh i if i've seen this film and i think i must have i don't remember <laughs> it obviously i know you know when it, like images from it it pops up occasionally yeah, uh I, yeah. don't, I don't i don't remember this film fondly i'm not a Maybe. grinch guy you know, like, I don't care about the Grinch. Like, I'm not against him or whatever. I've read the book. I've seen the cartoon. I, you know, I'm fine with the Grinch. Like, he's fine. They, but I, I don't think I was Grinch obsessive enough to check out the Grinch. Did like problem, Jim Carrey? No, yeah.
0: The, the problem is, like, look, I have two very small children. They're, we've watched yeah, all, yeah. We've watched and listened to all Grinches of before and since we don't need to know why he doesn't like Christmas. Like this is a really like the cartoon. The first cartoon is 26 minutes and that's all we need. We don't need to know why he doesn't like Christmas. We can be told he doesn't like Christmas. And then he does Christmas and fails. You can do like a
1: whole origin story. Right. I don't
0: need like they do that in this. They do this in the shitty one from the minions people that came out a few years ago. No one needs it. I will also tell you, The best version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas is none of the ones we've discussed. There is an audio book. You can get it on Audible. It's 14 minutes. It's Walter Matthau reading How the Grinch Stole
2: Christmas.
0: (laughs) Like, if you're ever tempted to watch any version, just download Walter Matthau reading How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This segment has gone far afield, and I apologize for that. I just do want to mention this before we, we go to lightning round. This top 10 really jumped out at me when we were prepping Mike because one sequel Mission Impossible 2 two films basically based on books uh Perfect Storm Grinch stole Christmas one based on a comic book series X-Men that's it yeah like everything else is an original movie and if you look at the top 20 if you look at the top 20 it's roughly the same like percentages you know uh, this is literally the last time this happened. This is like the last time that a end, yeah. top 10 from us box office looked like this, like was not comprised almost entirely of sequels, remakes, reboots, adaptations, et cetera, et cetera. Like mostly original movies. And David, you pay attention to this stuff. Like what, what is there a, a simple explanation for why
1: this well, ended when it did? x-men came out this year and i feel like x-men x-men is the the sort of tremor ahead of Mm. like spider-man and stuff so that's the beginning of all that i mean then the year after you have the twin the twin things of lord of the rings and harry potter taking over and i feel like that's where it just becomes like everything's got to have sort of an anthology look forward, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, like, you know, no, no, you better not be pitching me one movie. You better be pitching me five yeah. movies, like, yeah. or whatever. So, like, there's a little of that. But, I mean, even the next year has more sequels and annotations, yep. but, like, has, like, Ocean's Eleven in it. You know, like, there's still a yep. few, right, where you're like, okay, all right, you know, like, you know, there was still some, like, real movie star shit happening. I know Ocean's Eleven yep. is a reason. You know, no one was going to see old well. well. <laughs> Ooh, they made the <laughs> movie. You know, like. right? It's not
2: yeah. a remake of a thing <laughs> I could get T-shirts of when I was in junior high, <laughs> right, right? right? Which is like anything deeper than that almost doesn't count.
0: Yes, but oh, yeah, God. I guess all that's right. all
1: it is, really.
0: That's an no, that's a really astute and uh uh that's, oh, a, that's an explanation up, that makes sense. That's an
1: explanation.
0: It's an explanation that makes sense to me. All right, you wanna do a lightning round? Yeah, yeah, we've we we've, we've gone yeah. over con- considerably, no, but uh that's a lightning
1: round, but let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I talked to you.
0: Let's do five minutes, Mike. Can you put five minutes on the big clock for us? I have my handy dandy Screen World Almanac uh, covering the year 2000. So I'm just going to bark out some titles, and you just throw me a yes, no, liked it, love it, pass, didn't see it, whatever you want to say about it. Here we go. Oh sure. From uh, director Billy Bob Thornton, "All the Pretty Horses."
1: You know, I've never seen it. Uh I've always, you know, everyone. I've read the book. I love the book yep uh and everyone always says the movie's not worth it because it's cut to shreds or whatever but i don't know maybe i'll watch it someday
0: there's still some beautiful stuff in it uh in my humble opinion it should not have put him off feature filmmaking for 15 years from writer director david mamet state and maine
1: uh state and maine was a movie i thought was so funny when i was 14 15 years old i was like (laughs) oh my god like I have not seen it since theaters, but I remember in yep. theaters just being like, I get all these jokes. This is great. So <laughs> I think of it fondly. Sam Raimi's the gift. Uh the gift is pretty good. I rewatched it for um for our podcast last year. Yep. And uh I had an okay time with it. It it's that there is a movie that goes off the rails in the ending. But uh it's it's you know, it's like a fun, pulpy thing. Like
0: yes if you don't yes. take it too seriously huge deal for those of us with katie holmes crushes when that movie
1: came out yes uh
0: totally. sandra bullock is miss congeniality
1: you know that is a movie that i thought was trash at the time and i rewatched it recently and i was like "Eh, this is like a six out of ten like this is all right <laughs> like, you know, which is how i feel about a lot of bullock like yeah. In retrospect, I'm like, you know what? She she knew what she was doing. Like she she, knew exactly she was a good good solid star. Like you know
0: exactly what she was doing. Walt Disney Pictures, The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, that's
1: a great film. And that I that movie is so funny. It's still totally. I've rewatched it many times. It's still totally funny. Uh, I should show it to my daughter. I wonder if she'd care. Probably not right now but you know, something not yet. Uh, sometimes. But I remember taking my brother to see it. I only saw it because I took my little brother to see it. He was still like very much like, I want to see the new Disney movie. And I was like, Oh, I don't need to see that. And I remember just like laughing the whole time. Uh, <laughs> that's a great film. It's a great film. It's really, really funny,
0: funny. movie. Uh, okay. Here's one that's been lost to, to time, but that I remember fondly uh, from screenwriter, Tony Gilroy and director Taylor Hackford, proof of life, the tabloid uh, favorite proof of life. Proof of Life is all right.
1: That's it is it, all right. You know, it's yeah. all right. It's it was so swamped by place. the tablet shit, right? Like, yep. so it could not. But now you, it's a good, like a cable, good cable yep. film. Like you know, yes. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. I mean that movie's great, obviously, yes. and uh, kind of has an argument for being the best thing he ever made. And I like his films generally. Um, Me too. Uh, i, I think yeah, i am of that opinion a, as well it's, yeah. it's a very interesting very moody very strange film and it's only the more interesting you know with all the uh superhero stuff to follow like that that is a superhero that's like his comic book movie it's bizarre yeah yeah
0: uh from director robert redford the legend of bagger vance oh uh uh, <laughs> you uh, no, that was I, the whole. That was the whole review. That was the whole review. Yeah, um, yeah. Mick, From director mcgee Charlie's Angels.
1: I mean, a huge movie for me when I was that age.
0: I'll bet. Uh, I'll loved bet.
1: that. We yeah, had. We all had a great time. Yes. Uh, have not felt compelled to rewatch of late. Like, he's yeah, so, no,
0: better he's off, so better off
1: there. Yeah, yeah, McG. Yeah.
0: Yep, yeah. yep Yep. 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 Yep uh from cinephile favorite james gray the yards
1: the yards is good the yards the yards is good yeah i i love james gray i'm a james gray guy in general um and i love the new york city subway system which the yards is sort of about <laughs> you do, um, but, you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, and i love gustav holst uh when he uses a lot of holst in that movie yeah. um, that's a good yeah. movie uh charlie's yeah. theron has such chubby cheeks in it though she's so so baby yes. faced
0: yes um here's a here's a here's an obscure one i should i shouldn't dwell on obscurities did you see the get carter remake with sylvester stallone
1: no i have never seen it i am aware of it of course uh it was it was treated as truly sacrilegious in britain
0: yes yes but, i'm sure it was yeah. that's why i wanted to ask uh, i saw it at the time and thought it was terrific thought it was a great little b movie it's good uh, he's good he can be good in movies the way of the gun from the aforementioned chris mcquarrie
1: That is, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie recently. That movie is so fucking nasty and misanthropic. It is kind of, you know, you gotta hand it to it because it's so, so nasty. Uh but I we threw that on because we covered it on the podcast. We were like, let's just do the one Macquarie movie we've never covered. And uh, it's a bitter pill. It's no wonder that movie did not go over well. Yes.
0: Cheerleading favorite, bring it on.
1: I bring it on. It's great. That's a great movie. I I love Peyton Reed. I'm sad he's, uh, you know, been stuck in Marvel World for a long time. I kind of like his Marvel movies. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that's a fun rom com.
0: Yeah. And we're going to close out the lightning round with a film I must ask you about as a young man of Britain uh, Mm. the delightful stop motion animated treat, Chicken Run. Oh, Chicken Run's great.
1: That's good. Isn't it? That might be the best thing they ever did yeah it might i, mean, be. I know that i love the you know the early wallace and Gromit things and of course the, you know, the, the they're you know it's the shorts are so good but like chicken run really holds up
0: it really I'm does worried. it's they, an excellent have a
1: sequel i heard that but it's like it's, on like netflix
0: look, or whatever and they curious. do it, it will it will be a huge disappointment we'll forget about it three weeks later it'll be fine um yeah, yeah, yeah. You did very well in this lightning round, uh, David Sims. Congratulations! Um, oh, before we go, uh, I, I mentioned this. Um, you know, you know, we do a podcast here. We just started a podcast. A couple of guys talking about movies with a, with a guest. Um, that's you've done one of those for a few years now, as you mentioned, and it's 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 uh, it's gone quite well. Um, any tips for becoming an internet phenomenon? Any tips for uh, for becoming a beloved podcast? Anything we should bear in mind?
1: Going forward? The well, first thing is you definitely need to do at least four years making absolutely no money doing it, uh, which is what great, we did. Great, great. Good. Well uh, on the way yeah, there. Yep. So crucial. Um, I feel like I don't even really know how our podcast got any kind of a foothold. I mean, I do feel like the obvious thing of like try and get people on your show that, you know, pe- that people like from another show, try and go on. Hey. You know, like that's always a thing. Yeah, here, you know, like, you know, like... I. Thanks again for coming on, David Sims. (laughs) I'm happy to come on. I do feel like, like, especially back in the day when I would meet people who liked the show, I would always ask, like, how did you find it? Because it is sort of mysterious. Yeah. You know, obviously you you would end up on a couple lists and that would be helpful. But yeah, it's a weird... I don't really understand the podcast ecosystem. I still don't. And I feel like most people don't, including, like, giant corporations. (laughs) You know, like, that spend so much money on podcasts that no one listens to. Like, so...
0: We got to get Squarespace uh, to think that uh, people listen to us and uh, Casper mattresses. And then after that, I feel like it all falls into place.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Um, David Sims, if people want to uh, read your work, uh, listen to you, uh, enjoy your warmth and good cheer, where can they do so? Um,
1: You can read my running at the Atlantic, of course. Uh, And, and uh, you can listen to Blank Check uh, on any podcast platform you like, I suppose. Uh, that's Blank Check with Griffin and David. We cover directors' filmographies. So we're uh, about to start Danny Boyle. I think that's a uh, good luck. Around good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fun. Another Tricky one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very much so. And, uh, and so that's, yeah, it's mostly what I do.
0: All right. Are you on the socials still? Or are you, are you? I am.
1: Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I'm on all those things. I'm on David Alcinds on Twitter, you know, all that. Great.
0: Yeah. Great. All right. Well, I will say too, the one thing that, uh, that I think is important when you're uh, a struggling young podcast like ours is you do want to ask the listeners, say, Hey listeners, you know, if you like the show, uh, if you could do us the favor of rating it and reviewing it, uh, and encouraging people to listen to it, uh, please do so. Like, that's a thing you're supposed to say like at the end of the show, for example, right? Like you do that.
1: Yeah, you subscribe. Yeah. All
0: right. All right. I'll, 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 I'll keep that in mind and try to do that in the future. Um, you can follow us. I'm, uh, Jason Dash Bailey on Twitter. Uh, so far I'm doing really good about not tweeting. Uh, I, I, I fell off the wagon a couple of days ago and and quickly, uh, deleted and felt bad about myself but I'm, mo- I'm more on instagram these days at fun city cinema mike where can they follow you i am at brainwashed lib on twitter and mike before we go uh what is your favorite movie of the year 2000
2: <laughs> i gotta go with best in show oh dark horse Pick. Yeah, great nice film. work that's great film. film. <sighs> I mean, and, you know, uh, every time they make a new movie and certainly up through Best in Show, it was like, you know, there's no fucking way they can do this again. (laughs) Right. I mean, right. Like, I mean, surely like this was a, you know, and then they do it again. And then Best in Show is like, is this actually the best one? (laughs) And you can never like say that really all the way out loud with a full chest because like, how can you say it's the best one? But goddamn Best
0: in Show is hilarious, dude. And it's still hilarious here's the thing the best in show had that the previous ones didn't and that's that's a young lady by the name of jennifer coolidge my friend that's and correct that is an all-time jennifer coolidge funny. uh we we both like soup uh and we both <laughs> like talking and not talking She's so, f- God, that's a funny <laughs> She's so good in that movie, it's fair to wonder if
2: she's acting or if they, like, <laughs> just surrounded this one insane person with, yes. de- with good actors. That's yes. how good she is in that that's movie. Great, great work. How
0: about you, Bailey? 2,000 for you? Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I have I always have said one with my full chest. This one, it's, it's flipped because my two favorite movies of 2,000, when it happened— were uh, High Fidelity was my number one and uh, Wonder Boys was my number two. And the thing mm. is, High Fidelity is the movie that's your favorite movie when you're 24 years old of that year. And then you rewatch it as an older man and it's still great, but you're like, this is a 24 year old man's favorite movie. And now I'm 47 and my favorite movie of 2000 is Wonder Boys, which is so about Getting to this age and looking back at what you have and have not done, and trying to reconcile both of them. Oh god, damn it! I love that movie. Okay, all right. Uh, So there's mine. Um, Thank you again, David Sims. Of course. Thank you for having me. Been fun. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jason. And thank you for listening. It was a very.